listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 294. Because the Lord's here with the one, the only, the probably overly caffeinated, but that's okay, John Brownstone. Yeah. Uh, it's our last episode of 2021, so we turn it into a Q&A because we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the Loving BDSM Podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Tuesday and Friday for your kinky pleasure and education, and show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LovingBDSM, on FetLife at LovingBDSMPC, on Instagram at that handle I will forever fucking hate, LovingDS in the number one, that's at LovingDS1, or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash LovingBDSM, where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. A big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. We see you. We love you. So fucking grateful to you. And if you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content in a Discord server with a group of super cool, super nice kinksters, join us at patreon.com slash Kayla Lords. That's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords or use the link in the show notes into the thing. Okay, so for our Ask Us Anything, which is uh, the topic, the BDSM Q&A, I think is what I called it for the podcast. Um... We asked in Instagram in our stories. So if you need a reason to follow the handle I fucking hate, which is a loving DS one, like the number one. And yes, I hate it. And I've told this story many times. And maybe if you catch me in a mood Friday night when we do our um, live stream hangout thing Friday night, I might tell the story again because it gets me riled up. But if you follow us there, uh, we asked for your questions in our Instagram stories. And then I also used the often forgotten, <laughs> neglected YouTube community tab. And I posted something there uh, for folks to ask. And that's where we're going to get our questions from. So uh, that's what we're going to do. I've got to go that's get your the story questions. and you're sticking to it, right? Oh, I had announcements. Oh, y'all, I'm so sorry. I'm so, so chaotic. It's like I don't know how this works anymore. <laughs> I apologize. Now I am at a breaking point. I almost cried before we turned cameras on. So <laughs> it's just a thing. Uh, announcements. Our final kinky book club of 2021. The video comes out on Friday, December 18th. We read a fiction book, Safe Sex Volume 1 Protection. It's a graphic novel by Tina Horn. It was very good. We had a lot of thoughts on it. Yeah. That's probably the most chaotic video we will ever have recorded. I have not edited <laughs> it yet, and I'm terrified of how I'm going to have to edit this damn thing to make it make sense Viewable. to anybody. Uh, but we do a premiere on YouTube for that so that while the video is playing, one of, one or both of us will be in live chat to talk to anybody who happens to watch live or watch the premiere. So that is this Friday. Uh, also this Friday, uh, at in the evening at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, we will do our monthly virtual munch, we kind of call it. It's a live stream mm -hmm. hangout. We don't really talk about kink. We just chit chat and hang out. And people try to get me to rant, which I don't mind because it's very therapeutic it's and what cleansing. Uh, <laughs> I have not decided if I'm going to ask you for either booze or potato chips for this one, but I feel like we need some. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but because I have to work on Saturday, maybe not booze. <laughs> I don't need a hangover. I'm too old to survive hangovers anymore. I've been eating my um, feelings all week this week, so, you know. Mm, there you go. Yeah. Um, so that is Friday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Um after this week that this is being recorded in, we will go on our two week break. So mm -hmm. no videos, no podcasts, no blog posts, no newsletters until early January when we come back. So 
and and we tend to get this way at the end of the year we get a little punch drunk at the end of the year right now we're stressed and so this is chaotic i'll just apologize now it's chaotic it is what it is i don't i don't really know what to tell you it is uh chaotic yep so um i will not end this year feeling like the professional that i would like to believe that i am Okay. Yes, One go second. Ahead. There's something that I didn't do. Uh oh, what didn't you do? Hello, everyone. Oh, Welcome. Yeah. Happy po- you could join us. Podcast listeners, you never get to hear that. So, yeah. in the live stream that we do of this, podcast listeners who might not know, I try to say hello to everybody that I see. I, I miss people because there comes a certain point where I have to start talking and so I can't look. But up <laughs> until that point, I try to say hi to people by the screen names they're using. And somebody likes to be a stubborn ass and do what he just did, but he forgot. So, see how chaotic we are? <laughs> yeah. We don't know how to run our own fucking podcast or live stream. We're just out here freeballing it, actually. Okay, so hmm. I took screenshots of the questions so in case, like, internet just died, which would be terrible because it's a live stream. Hmm. You know what I mean? I'd have it. Okay, first question. How do you think your DS dynamic has improved your life? Hmm. Do you need a moment or do you have immediate thoughts? I, I have an immediate okay, thought. Okay, go ahead. Um, I, I think first off, I would have to say in many ways, it's made me more confident. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. It, it is definitely, um, built up a, a higher level of confidence in, in the things that I do. Okay. That's, that's the biggest thing that I've noticed. I know that I'm a better communicator. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's just our dynamic. I think it's the fact that I talk about our dynamic for a living. That kind of helps too. Um, you become very conscious of what you do when you yeah. tell other people <laughs> what you're doing. But the one thing I am sure of is I am much more comfortable in my own skin. I'm much mm. more comfortable in who I am as a person in all facets. Like I don't necessarily go out there blasting everything I am to everybody. I tend to be very reserved and quiet and some people would probably say shy, but I don't I don't know if shy is the right word. In the vanilla world, like if you are a vanilla person and you have not known me at least 20 years, you don't know shit about me. <laughs> like you just don't. <laughs> you think I'm a freelance writer who just, you know, takes care of her husband and two kids. You don't have a clue. Uh, <laughs> but outside of that realm, like in the kink realm, in the sex realm, in the online world, I am a lot more comfortable in who I am. Mm. And a lot of that, I think, comes from our dynamic. Two reasons. One, embracing who I am as a submissive felt right. And I did not want to let go of that rightness. Mm. And two, being in a relationship that one, we, uh, we're a solid relationship. You know, we make each other mad and we still love one another and we work through it and <laughs> right. it's great. But also where you embrace all of who I am and my submissive side complements your dominance. So we fit in that way. True, true. I, I am not unsure of who I am as a submissive because I have you on the other end of it, giving and receiving and that back and forth that we have. And you accept all of who I am. So I can accept all of who I am. And so once you can accept one part, in my mind, it became a lot easier to accept all of the other parts. To the point that while I have plenty of neuroses, anxieties, imposter syndrome, and stuff I got to deal with, I also, (laughs) just as a side note, in taking these questions this time for this episode, got some like kind of gross ones that obviously we're not going to answer or even address. Mm -hmm. And instead of being like freaked out, I just was like, I know who I am. You cannot offend me. 
And that's a really nice feeling to have. It's not universal, doesn't happen all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think that that DS power exchange allowed me to feel more comfortable as, in who I am in one side, and that's bled over into all other sides. So there we go. There you go. Let me scroll through our coffee uh, pictures so I can get to the <laughs> next question. Uh, how do you get your power exchange back on track when life is a lot? Where do you start? I will say if you're the yeah. person going through this or who asked this, we have talked about this in our archive. Go to livingbdsm.net mm-hmm. um, and do a little search and you'll probably find it. But for like a down and dirty, how how how, uh, how are we going to get it back on track? Because it's gone off the rails. What are we going to do? <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's figure that out right now. Okay. <laughs> um, I I think it's, it's one of those things where um, you know how you talk about if you don't make something a priority, mm-hmm. it, it's not going to be important. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's one of those things that, you know, um, life is a shitstorm. Yeah, I can relate. Um, it's a and, lot. And you just have to, to make it a priority that, that you're, you know, and, and it doesn't have to be, you know, jumping from the frying pan into the fire that of none to you know, everything you from mean? from from none to everything yeah. you know but even if you you start with one thing to get it back on track you know because let's face it if if there are situations that are causing you to be overwhelmed that your ds has taken a back seat you know i mean hopefully the situation has resolved itself but sometimes things don't always magically disappear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, trying to to grab the whole enchilada, so to speak, while dealing with other things is, is only going to, to foobar, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the works. So, you know, again, it, it's kind of like going back to the very beginning. Just start slow. Start with one thing. And... And sometimes even having that one thing can give you enough of a sense of stability to then start moving forward to more and getting things back to where you want them to be. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I would also say that sometimes it's about, and this word gets tossed around a lot on the internet, so I apologize if it makes you roll your eyes, but it's about intentionality. It's about being Mm -hmm. intentional. So it is very easy in many parts of our lives to go, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that. And we never have time for anything. We have to make time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the rest of our life has to take precedence. The kids have to be handled. The job has to be handled. The family thing, the caregiving thing, the car, the dog, the whatever has to be the priority. That's fine. Then there comes a point where I have found for me, the idea of the thing that I'm gonna have to deal with that I'm worrying about is actually what's taking up my time. And so I have to be intentional and go, nothing is physically taking up my time right now. It is my worry about the thing. It is my preoccupation with the thing. So now I'm gonna have to be very intentional and go, okay, self, you panicking over here, but what you're actually gonna do is take 20 minutes. Let's go have this conversation. Let's talk to your partner about 15 minutes for a quick scene. Let's have, you know, one coffee date where we're just us together without the rest of whatever. And it's about being intentional with the actions we take and 
that is way easier to say than it is to do. I think it's a, a matter of finding that moment, that opportunity where you have this 30 seconds of clear-minded thinking of wait. The thing that's sucking up all my time and energy is my worry about the thing, not the actual thing. What could I be doing instead? And you won't get it right every day and you won't always be able to repeat it. But if you can grab those moments, you can find your pattern again. And then you can be a little bit more calm mm -hmm. and clear-headed maybe because maybe part of the overall angst is the fact that the power exchange has been shoved to the side and that can actually help ground you and center you. And then maybe you can deal with the thing in move, your life. Move through the other things, right. So... Yeah. That would be my other side to that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Flipping through pictures of a band child. It's fu it's funny because I was screenshotting and then other things were happening in the middle. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is a good question. How do you do impact play without being heard in the next room? Very carefully. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you don't. <laughs> what would you say? I had um, a thought, but I didn't. Well, you know, it depends on what kind of sound we're talking about That's here. True. That's true. All right. Um, I I had to take her out to the wood shop to give her her birthday spankings, which That's yes is away amazing. from the house, mm -hmm. but then leaves you know the ability for the neighbors to possibly hear something. Right. And as one who is very vocal, when getting oh I'm a screamer for sure. Yeah. For sure. When when getting spanked. Um, that's when a big guy, yeah, big, big blah, 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 I can't talk. We that's, know. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> that is when a bit gag came into play for us. You know, for some it could be muffle. a ball gag, mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of muffle her, her noises, which, which worked quite well. Um, now if it's the sound of the spanking. That right. Yeah itself um you know there there are ways to kind of combat that one of the first things that comes to mind um leave underwear on there are toys you, know, you can use there, that don't make a lot of noise there, there are toys you can depending use depending on how you use them right of course um you know if, if it's uh spanking you know yeah leave the underwear on muffle and a and bit. and the 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 cloth will will kind of muffle um now, rather than use paddles, uh, you could try floggers. Floggers do not make that much noise. Yeah, unless you're going real hard, real, real hard, fast, real fast. It'll be you know, quieter it, than a it's paddle. going to be much quieter than a paddle. You know, anything like a cane or or a crop, things like that. Those are going to be very, you know, because you get a very sharp crack against the skin. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Um, We've done yeah. punching. Punching is a... That's true. I'll I forgot this, about that. Not universally, because paddles are probably the first thing that come to mind as an exception to this. Mm -hmm. But if the impact is thud more than sting, yeah. it can usually be a little bit more muffled. Because the part of the where the sting can come from is also that crack of sound. Not always. It's not universal. But that can be part of it. So you've done punching, which as long as I'm not screaming is fine. Nobody's really going to hear that. If somebody did hear that, we'd be like, oh, it's mm -hmm, a massage technique mm -hmm. and whatever. It'd be fine. Um, as somebody suggested, even in the, the live stream chat, and we have done this. Yeah. You turn the music on. Right. 
And I mean, <laughs> you you get some good heavy metal with a with a steady bass or drum beat. You get the music you like, <laughs> well, whatever yeah, that might be. Uh, and you turn it on and you let it be a little loud. Um, I think you can do that and use tools and techniques and toys and strategies yeah. to muffle sound. Um, and then sometimes you just can't. We uh, had to become really good. And when I say we're good at this, I mean we're kind of bad at it because we get busy. But we're like, okay, can we get 30 minutes with nobody in this house? Can we go somewhere else where nobody's mm -hmm, around? Mm -hmm. And we take our opportunities there as well. Yep. So that is another way. But yeah, I would say, unless you just don't like thud impact, which is common, some people just don't, but if mm -hmm. you like it, there are, look for toys or, or techniques that focus on the thud and you will usually minimize the sound. I saw a really, Cool toy shared by a fellow podcast whose name, is it Freaks and Geeks, I'm thinking about? Yeah. They shared a toy called, I can't remember what it's called, but it was literally like a little round ball on like the, looked like a wand, and it was like a thumping kind of toy. Really? Yeah, haven't you been on Instagram today? Not you today. You don't spend enough time on Instagram. Um, Jeez, I'm the one who does the driving, I'm the one who has <laughs> set up all the equipment. No, I don't, yeah, right? Huh. You haven't been on Instagram enough today. Um... <laughs> And it, the way they describe it is it's a really, it's a very thumpy, thuddy kind of toy. Okay. And I'll bet money that don't make a lot of sound unless hmm. you're the one screaming. I will, I will have to look at that later. But if you were the reason for the noise, gags, um, sort of a power exchange challenge of you have to be quiet because if you make noise, mm -hmm. the game stops, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, if anybody ever comes up with like a, other than soundproofing your room, comes up with a way, let us know because it's yeah. a... Constant struggle. <laughs> um, thankfully, the house we live in now, we don't worry about it, but we have worried about it in the past. Yeah. Okay, next question. This one's this one's challenging. Uh oh. I know what I'm gonna say, but I'm very curious. About yeah, what you don't say. give me a heads up on these questions. You're yeah. not an Instagram enough. <laughs> Would you rather? Oh geez. Uh oh. Give up kink or give up coffee? Oh, oh, podcast listeners, you can't see his face, but you know what face he made. You know what face he made. <laughs> um, wow. Mm -hmm. You know what the first thing comes to mind to give up? What? What? Coffee. That's what I, oh, I would totally give up coffee over yeah. cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get my caffeine fix other, other ways. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, you know, if it, if it comes down to it, um, you know, yes, I love my coffee. Um, coffee is a big part of who I am because of how it... It's one of your it, love it, languages. It's one of my love languages. But I also know from having been in a life where I had to suppress my kink side, I, I could not I could not do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I love my coffee in many ways, shapes, and form, mm -hmm. but... To give up kink and deny who I am, I could not mm -mm. do that. Mm -mm. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. It would would it be difficult? Would I uh, whine and cry the whole time? Yes. Like a like a true baby girl. Would yeah. I complain every time I was drinking something that wasn't coffee? Wasn't Absolutely. Coffee. Yeah. But yep. then would I just make up for it by trying to have extra fuckery in my life? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So, next question. Uh, where can me and my partner find DDLG content like contract models know how for beginners? 
So I know that creators are out there. Do I know any specific names? Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. um, FetLife is always a good place to start because yeah. there's tons of groups. Submissiveguide.com. While they talk about submission in general, they will sometimes talk about DDLG and point to other resources. Mm -hmm. um, Baby Lynn on uh, Instagram. Uh, mm. Lynn, L-I-N-H. Lynn. I don't think that she's specific DDLG, but there's definitely some yeah. like, elements there. Um, any podcast, uh, that like ours that talks about a wide range of kinks, you will probably find some stuff, pink kink, freaks and geeks off the cuffs, like all of that. And they're usually pointing to resources. Right. Right. FetLife for all that it's a shit show. <laughs> if you can find a good group. You'll find yeah. some good information. Facebook even has I, secret I was going to say fa really Facebook, um, for all its its failings, does have a lot of groups. Um, I know, as, as crazy as this sounds, I constantly get emails um, from my my JB account on on Facebook of different groups. Mm -hmm. I I kind of ignore it because. Um, I have a very rocky relationship with Facebook. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think most of us do. Yeah. But um, they are out there. Now, my understanding, um, you know, Discord. Yeah. There are lots of groups on Discord. There, there are lots you of different groups. sometimes have to know somebody to get into to, to it. To get into but, them. Yeah, absolutely. But, but Discord, um, and again, my understanding is, um, correct me if I'm wrong, um, can you search hashtags? I have hashtags on like on Discord. I don't know. I don't know. I know enough about Discord to open it up and type something yeah. in the box. That's all I know. Um, I mean, I don't do too much outside of our yeah no. Discord, so I don't I don't dive I into it too much. I barely do enough in our Discord. Um, so. I I see a lot of of people on FET talk about uh, kick groups. Oh sure. Well, we've known about kit groups. Again, you tend to have to be invited to those yeah. to know somebody. The thing is, you said hashtags. Assuming it's not a banned hashtag, and you'll know because it won't come up in search, you can if, pick your social media platform that you prefer. Facebook will have secret groups. Twitter, hashtags are everything there. Instagram, hashtags are everything there. Search mm -hmm. those hashtags. Right. DDLG, Daddy Dom Little, like whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. assuming the hashtag hasn't been banned right. and you will find who's talking about those things. And many of them will be content creators who are sharing educational information. So no, we do not have a resource list, but we do know how to find stuff. Yep. So, okay, <laughs> next question. Right. And I read this and I, because I have the memory of a goldfish and I'm not sentimental. Um, I, uh, don't don't know the answer to this myself, so I'm hoping that you will um, have an answer. Mm. What's the funniest kinky experience you've ever had? I mean, anytime a queef has popped out, I'm giggling. Yeah, I'm giggling. So. Yeah. Um, to me, mm -hmm. <clears throat> the one that kind of um, stands out more than anything. Okay. Um, was when we were f still uh, dating, mm -hmm. per se. And I had come up to see you. Mm -hmm. And we were engaging in 
kinky fuckery in your room. Mm-hmm. And we got so into it and so intent on what we were doing, mm-hmm. we ended up on the floor from the bed. We, we, I think I do remember we, that. We rolled off the bed, wound <laughs> up on the floor. <laughs> we laughed, and we do, and then kept we just kind of picked up and kept going from there. Yeah, don't stop a good thing. Yeah, no, 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 no. You're in the wrong yeah, spot now. Yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah. I think I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I do giggle every time a queef pops out. Just saying. Yeah. For the record... They are giggle worthy. Queefs can happen when it's not about sex and kink. I'll just be laying in bed and there's one there and I'm like, <laughs> apparently I twisted a little weird. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> so, yeah, queefs make me giggle. Okay, let's go mm-hmm. to some more questions. Um, okay. This person wants to know if there are any dungeons in the U.S. that actually allow sex inside. Uh, what's the limit in BDSM dungeons? Um, not sure what to expect. Should I plan to simply observe and socialize at first? So here's what I'll say. We can't possibly know what any individual dungeon does unless we happen to know about them. Are there dungeons that all allow sex? Yes, but mm-hmm. every dungeon makes its own rules. And, and so you not, have to do your research and on not even, the dungeon. And, and not even... Every dungeon, like I know here in Florida, even though the dungeons, and this is any dungeon in any city in the state of Florida that is operated as a public private club, private member club. They might not be able to allow it, right? They cannot allow it because of state laws. Right. That is in the state of Florida. And they want to have insurance and they want to be able to have a bank account and they want to like be able to run as a business. They're probably going to follow those rules. Right. So, you know, because of the state laws in Florida, it is not allowed. Now, are there places, though, that are not set up like some of our dungeons have been set up that we mm-hmm. know of that are basically sex clubs that also have some kink involved? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those I mean, there, there's one that comes to mind and I don't even know if it exists anymore it used to be called or is or was called Eyes Wide Open oh yeah in, yeah, yeah. in Tampa yeah 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 um, primarily a swingers club mm-hmm. um, so they were basically a swingers club where the primary thing was swinging and sex sure. but they also had a section of that place devoted to BDSM. And I know in some communities, swingers clubs and sex clubs might have like a BDSM night, which right. some kinksters that I've talked to that have experienced that are fine with it. It's like, oh, this is a great time. And some really feel uncomfortable because it's more like they're being watched in a and almost fetishized. And it's like, it's not comfortable. It's not like going into a BDSM dungeon where the folks there are lifestyle and there are certain expectations and rules it's more like here's a sex club with like for one night only a veneer of kink added to it and Mm -hmm. some some people don't like that yeah um so whatever you find in your area um you're gonna have to then go on their FetLife page, their website, whatever they've yeah. got for a way of communication to find out what their specific rules are and what they mm-hmm. allow. And most of them are, if they're allow people to sort of from the outside to kind of walk in, um, are gonna follow whatever state and local laws there are. Right. Private parties, that's whole different And, and I was gonna say, you know, like um, in, in this area, um, I've noticed a few private parties 
starting to uh, open. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they are private parties held at someone's home, mm-hmm. um, yes, sex is allowed. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the downside to that is you can't just, um, you know, go in somewhere and say, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm attending this party. More often than not, you have to be vetted for that party because it is at somebody's home. Right. Privacy is an issue and security and all that stuff. Um, We have been invited to parties where my impression of the person doing the inviting and setting up their party was they were way too lax. They were literally, they had known me for 20 seconds and they were inviting me to a party and I went, we shared three words. You don't know shit about me. And you don't mm-hmm. know what loving BDSM is. So you don't know me in this way. You know me from these three seconds at this munch. And you invited me. Now, I know yeah. I'm a safe person. But now I don't know who else you've invited. I won't be going to your party. Like, I just mm-hmm. won't. <laughs> there was no, you didn't vet me. You didn't ask me questions. You didn't get to know me. That means you did that with me. You did that with somebody else. I'm not interested. Yeah. Um. So... Yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff, you're just going to have to go individual situation by individual situation. What are the rules? What are the expectations? They are probably will be harder to find than you anticipate. Uh, BDSM dungeons and clubs and community things are likely to have a fat life page just because they know kinksters around fat life. Right. Swingers clubs and sex clubs and places like that will have a different way of finding them. And I am not qualified to answer that question. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and sometimes it's word of mouth. And uh, yeah, the cats are all like wandering around. Um, okay. And as for the, should you plan to observe and socialize at first? It's about comfort level. And it's about the expectations or rules of the place you go to and how comfortable you are with them. So our first mutual visit to a dungeon, we did not think we would play, but we brought our stuff in case we decided to play. Right. And then we were, we'd been there a couple of hours and we were comfortable enough that we played. So it's about your comfort level. If you yeah. think you're going to be ready to go and jump in and want to play as soon as there's an apparatus open, bring mm-hmm. your stuff and be prepared for it. But also be open to the fact that you might walk in there and it might be more than you thought it was and you might be overwhelmed and you might feel a little nervous. And so then give yourself the grace to go, I think I'm just going to observe for right, right. now because that's okay too. And, you know, when you go to a dungeon, say like, <clears throat> excuse me, the Phoenix Club or or the Woodshed or any of those those types of clubs, there is never any expectation no. of play. If somebody Many, has that expectation, they're creepy and predator-like yeah. and get the fuck um, away from them. There are many people who go to the dungeons just to socialize, hang out, and, you know, observe some scenes, but, you know, to, to be with people and spend time with friends. You know, no different than going to a, a sports bar with friends and hanging out. That that's how people view this. Um, even even some private parties, you know, there is no expectation of play. Right. No. Okay. No. And if somebody's making you feel pressured, like you're supposed to do that, mm-hmm. that's a bad sign. That's a yeah. red flag. I mean, you yeah. know, when when Kayla and I go to the clubs anymore, when we do have the opportunity, it's for play. There, prior to to COVID, um, I used to mix um, business trips to Orlando and kind of time it for like a Saturday and. Then I would attend a workshop at the woodshed and stayed to watch play. I wouldn't 
play. Once once I did, but most of the time it's just to go to hang out and sure. and be around folks. We, we, I get antsy if all we do is socialize when we're there together because I'm there for one thing and one thing only thanks, but I'm mm-hmm. happy to say hi to my friends. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there should be no expectation. If there is, they should be. I could see private parties, maybe. I could see... But even then, I would be very antsy about somebody being like, well, if you're here, then clearly you're down to hook up, you're down to for pick up play, you're down. Like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. Mm-hmm. That's, there should be, that pressure should not exist. And if it does, I call that a red flag and I'm out the fucking door. Um, next question was actually from the same person. Mm-hmm. Um, they said, I'm also wondering, how does it um, go on your everyday life with family and jobs with having your names online attached to this material? This is not my legal name. No, nope, mine either. <laughs> um, uh, we work from home. We work for ourselves. I yeah. do freelance writing. And um, if I do write like non-sex content, it is under my legal name. But right now I'm only doing that with two people. Yeah. Um, and the, I actually transitioned my entire freelance writing life so I could just be Kayla Lords. And so that's my professional work. Mm-hmm. That's the online content creation. My yeah. tits are on the internet because I have a sex blog. You have a pseudo sex blog. Your your mm-hmm. stuff's on the internet. Now, does our family know? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Did they want to know? No. no. We outed, and that caused a lot of stuff to happen over several years. Yes, mm-hmm. we have that in our podcast archive. <laughs> I won't rehash that here. Yeah. Um, but we have built this part of our life around yes our faces are shown and that's only in the past few years right um it used to just be either not our face or you might get our voice but you would like it we and Mm -hmm. then we hit a point it was when our families knew and we were outed then we went fuck it we're here now um we're fortunate that with the kids um their biological father literally could not uh, take care of them so I'm not worried about him finding out and like fighting for custody um, yeah. I mean, they kind of know, know what we do so we keep it private but we mm-hmm. don't pretend I mean, to here's, do something else here's the thing so, you know we, we being adults and doing what we do um, you know the thing is we, we do still have kids and you know no we do not use our real name mm-hmm. um, are we out to some of our family Yes. Mostly not by um, choice. Mostly not by choice. Um, but, you know, as much as we share our lives with y'all here, um, you know, we do have a certain amount we retrain, ref, retain. Retain. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's why I married a wood, wood word person. I'm very concerned about Yeah, I know, life. right? <laughs> Woo. But, you know, we, we retain... A, a, a certain amount of I need a word again boundaries privacy privacy there's Thank I mean you. like we don't yeah. mention our children's names we call no. them by their age mm. we refer, reference their gender have we slipped across at this point thousands of hours of recorded content yeah probably once or twice yeah it's, we're human it happens but in general we maintain their privacy right just had a conversation with a 16 year old before we came in here to do a live stream uh and i was he's coming over with his girlfriend after school and i was like oh well we'll be done streaming so you won't have to worry about her hearing anything and he went she I, i'm very open with her about what you do it's fine i'm like oh good i can never look her in the eyes again right. great <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah so we have had the opportunity to 
create a professional life that means that we're not afraid to put our face out there. But right. my legal name, I still keep to the best of my ability under wraps. Correct. Same with you. Yes. Um, when you did have a job outside of the outside of home and you worked for actually a school system, mm-hmm. uh, as quite frankly many kinksters do, um, we had to be a lot more careful. Careful. And it was when you were outed that that's when you left that job. So right. you could not be. Get, get a nasty surprise of being fired one day and losing your pension. Right. So that's how we handle it. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. Are there any other sites uh, to find munches and get-togethers besides FetLife? The only site I know about, and I think there are others out there, but this is the one I know about, mm-hmm. is called findamunch.com. Okay. Um, some of the information pulls from FetLife or links out to FetLife. Some of the information people put in themselves Sometimes you'll just find links to sites of clubs or, or communities or organizations that they happen to put their website link in. A lot of the information is from FetLife, but not always. So you kind of can't get completely away from it. Um, another thing somebody pointed out to me when they went to the site for something in their local area, the information that had been put there was uh, out of date. It was old. So if somebody has to manually put their information and doesn't just feed from FetLife, it could be out of date. Mm-hmm. And that is something to keep in mind. That, for me, is the only site I know about that's not that's, FetLife. That's the only one I know of okay. as well. Um, you know, yeah, even even back when I found it years ago, I, I noted that there were some things that were outdated mm-hmm. um, because they actually use uh, physical links. Mm-hmm. So the, um, you know, some of the groups over the years have changed, some have disbanded. So, you know, there, yes, there, there, there is some, some stuff there that's, that's not, uh, up to date, but it's one of the only places I know of, you know, to, to go through and do that. Mm -hmm. The nice thing is I have found in general other than in really small rural areas like if you live in a near a major metro area once you find one thing people tend to link out to other things you kind of if you pay attention you will find other people other community organizers Mm -hmm. other community events because people especially in the communities we've been in um it's not overly competitive they actually try to work together not to schedule things on top of one another and we've been to one munch and had that munch organizer go by the way here are these eight other things you can go do so if you can find one thing it will over time lead to whatever else is around um i i I know i'm trying to i'm trying to get through it and be orderly i I understand that you didn't you did not give me a chance to speak Go ahead. I was going to say, when we get through those questions, I'm there's aware. one. I'm okay. aware. I'm just trying to stay focused. I'm just trying to stay focused. All right. Okay. So, next question. How did you give me my collar? I think you just handed it to me. <laughs> <laughs> it arrived, um, and he went, here. Yeah. Here, I have something for you. We're so sentimental. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, we... Has at the, I can't talk today. I don't know if you need more coffee or less. I think probably less at this point, especially with one of them being a a big espresso drink. Um, We did not have a formal coloring. No. Um, We did talk about doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, That was prior to us actually getting married. Right. We thought we would do a a separate, we it would have been a separate ceremony because right. the wedding was very vanilla. <laughs> yes. 
And but, and you also said you would at that time when we did talk about it, you would be open to a, a formal collaring, but right. not until we were actually married. Um, we got married. Um, we got busy with life. Then we moved. Then COVID, and it it just was pushed down the list, and we haven't really uh, thought about it. Um, yeah, the, the the collar that you wear, pretty much, it it <laughs> arrived, um, opened up the box, and I was like, okay, here, let me put this around your neck. <laughs> Basically, I mean, the, the first collar you ever put on me. I think was actually technically a play collar, but it has its own meaning because it's yeah. basically, I it only goes on when we're about to play, so that's Correct. its meaning. But when we're in the dungeon, God knows we don't get to go often enough, mm-hmm. there's kind of a moment about me kneeling, you putting my play collar on, it signifies yes. we are here to play. Um, the, the thing for me, I know for many people, and I've known many kinksters who've had like really meaningful, elaborate, special collaring ceremonies. And that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I am at this point in my life, I am less interested in that and more interested in how do we handle this day to day. And it is more meaningful to mm-hmm. me for how we handle you taking off my collar, you putting on my collar. Yeah. What, like I'm about to have a medical procedure at the end of the year and that thing's gonna have to be off for like two days. That's gonna be weird. The other night you went to bed before me and were asleep before I came to bed. Now I know logically you would not have batted an eye if I'd taken my own collar off. Right. I, I sleep very poorly when I wear my collar. It's a little too heavy around my neck and so therefore I just, I'm anxious. It's a thing, it's not the collar, it's me. Right. But it is so meaningful to me that you take it off that I couldn't mm-hmm. bring myself to take it off. I slept like shit that night. <laughs> but also, my daddy takes my collar off. That's right. how we do that. That's, that's, that's become, what's meaningful that's to me. That's become one of our rituals. In right. the evening, I, I take it off. The way we treat the collar day in and day out is more meaningful to me than how you present it to me the first time. Yeah. That's and just a And then thing. in the morning, I'm, I'm usually the first one up in the house, period. And when she gets up, she brings me... Mm-hmm. Her collar and I put it on. And her it's in a the super morning. quiet moment. I usually kiss the tip of your nose because we're silly like that. There's a hug. There's there's just this moment of peace and quiet. That to me is me personally. This is not about anybody who wants to have a collaring ceremony. Please have one if you want one. That's mm-hmm. more important to me. Right. So, um, okay. So yes, there has been a question in the live stream mm-hmm. chat, and it's an important one. And yes. I was not ignoring it. I was I just trying to get through everything okay. else. <laughs> I did not know if you saw it. I just wanted to make sure you were aware of it, girl. I got 85 he- eyes, okay? And I'm looking at looking- heads? Uh, that what? too. I'm a hydra. <laughs> I'm keeping my eyes on as many things as possible. Why am I overwhelmed? I can't imagine. Okay, so essentially the crux of the question situation scenario is that we have a submissive in the live chat whose dom has said that they don't do i saw with impact play and maybe it's all play that they don't play with safe words and they'll decide when it's over and they'll tell you when you're at your limit and to that all i have to say is fuck that person yeah. and the horse they fucking rode in okay on. biggest fucking red flag i've ever fucking heard yeah um that's what i say you know there there are people who play with without safe words and that if both people and if both people that way, agree that that is fine i don't love it but that's your choice right that is their choice um but when we, you want one 
you fucking right. get one. That that is story. that is your boundary. Yep. Now I have heard people say that, um, you know, oh, we've been together for years. We know each other's body language, and we don't use safe words. Again. That's okay. When we means that you both actually talked about it and you both actually agree to it and that's how you both feel comfortable. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's what the we means. Now, there. we have been together enough years and we have played together enough years. I know her body language. Mm -hmm. I have stopped scenes from her body language. Sure. I haven't said okay. a word. And, and you, you had not said a word, but... I am not all-knowing. I cannot know everything that is going on with her at every given minute. So, damn straight, we still use a and safe word. you're not infallible. No. You could be going along thinking your technique for this play is perfect, and you could be off by an eighth of an inch, and you could hit a wrong spot. It's my fucking job to go, no, 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 we got to stop. It's also my fucking right. job to go, that is bad sensation pain experience mm -hmm. i don't i didn't fucking sign up for this we're gonna stop now because submissives get to have boundaries okay yeah. just like it's weird to have to tell the world by the way a dom gets to safe word they can like nope out of a scene if mm -hmm. they need to submissives get to have boundaries and here's yeah. the thing if somebody says to you well i don't play with safe words you go okay you don't play with me. You don't respect my boundaries. If you want a safe word, you get a safe word. Right. If the person who wants to play with you doesn't want to respect a safe word and says they don't play with safe words, they don't play with you. Yeah. End of story. I have I have no <laughs> tolerance for that bullshit. I don't care what that other person's partners have done or said in the past. This is about you and what you mm -hmm. are comfortable with. And if Re you are not comfortable with it, fuck them. As, as, as a masochist, as a submissive, you are entitled to your boundaries. Yep. Okay? They're, they're, you are not there to be used for the dominance whims and whimsies. Alone. Like, right. that might be part of it, well, but that's that, not. Yeah. 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 So your boundaries are there and they should be respected. Mm-hmm. That's a respect thing. Yeah. Maybe it is a respect because thing. if he does not... If, if that person does not respect your boundaries for a safe word, what else are they not going to respect? Exactly. What about what? when you say that you don't do this kind of play? What about when you say this isn't the relationship you want? They're right. going to tell you they know you better and they get to decide? Mm -hmm. Fuck that mm -hmm. bullshit. Uh-uh. Not, right. not a fan. I mean, a safe word is there for a purpose. The things that we do are fun. They are exciting. And we do them because we love them. It's a part of who we are, each in our own good. unique way. We like it. There's all but kinds of reasons. regardless of that, there is always a risk. There is always the possibility mm -hmm. that something could happen, something could go wrong. The safe word is there for that. And you are responsible for you and your right. well-being. And yes, there is something really kind of, from my perspective, not everybody will see it this way, it's fine. Something kind of magical and kind of cool and kind of like overwhelming in a kind of a good way when you, as a submissive when my dominant is like making sure everything's going away and giving me an experience and sensations and taking mm -hmm. charge of that and even willing to take responsibility for how far do we go how hard do i push what yep. what are you what's happening here I, you know you are in charge of that but ultimately right. Outside of the fucking fantasy, I am responsible for me. Yeah. And I'm going to 
going to take care of me and I'm not going to purposefully, to the best of my ability, allow somebody to cause harm I don't want to feel. I'm going to use the tools at my disposal to make that stop now. Can I control what you do? No. And do bad, are there bad outcomes mm-hmm. even when you say for it? Absolutely. But to be told at the outset that you want to say for it, but that don't fucking matter? No, no, Mm-mm. no, 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 nope, nope, nope. Big ass red flag. Yep. And see, when I hear shit like that, I'm like, what else, what else would I consider a red flag if I heard about it? Because I'm pretty sure there'd be some other things. Yeah. Because it's fine for a person to go, okay, I don't play with safe words, and this is how I play with my partners, <laughs> and blah, 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 blah. And I respect that you need a safe word, so we're not compatible. <laughs> that means that person understands your boundaries, respects mm-hmm. you as a human, and goes, okay, we just, we can't do this together because right. we play differently. I am not knocking the people like that, and those people do exist, okay? I might not personally want to play with somebody who does not use safe words because my trust issues are thick enough, and we're not, pl- we're not even going there. But... The person who basically just waves away your concerns, waves away Mm -hmm. your boundaries and the things that you require to feel safe in that moment and dismisses them, that's what makes it the red flag. Yeah. The dismissiveness of it. Because if they dismiss that and tell you that they know better than you do about Mm -hmm. you, what else are they dismissing? And I I promise you, if they haven't dismissed something else about you already, they will. It's, It's coming. Yep. Yeah. One red flag very rarely just sits out there waving by itself. It's usually got some friends. And with the real fuckers, there's a bouquet of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. That was therapeutic. <laughs> I, I think you needed that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. What am I going to do for two fucking weeks without this? Y'all better get me ranting Friday night is all I got to say. Ooh. Because I'm going to need it. It's, <laughs> it's been a fucking year. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I'm going through the places where there were okay. questions, making sure I haven't missed anything. Ah, here's a question. Okay. Oh, can, can we, I guess we got to calm down for a second mm-hmm. after that rant. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. Okay. Any advice for dealing with feelings of failure as a submissive, particularly mm. in the beginning of a new DS dynamic? Um, two days in a row where I've broken the rules. So I think we got two situations going on here. Yeah. There's feelings of fail of being a failure, failing, of not living up to whatever. And then there's you broke the rules. Start, to me, start with why the rule was broken. Is it a, a memory thing you forgot? Okay, so are there any tools at your disposal to help you remember? Is it... You're not really invested in that particular rule or there's something about that rule you don't like or it's not one that's sitting well with you. That's a conversation to have with your partner about can we modify this? Can we do something different? Maybe this is not what I want to do. See previous rant about limits and boundaries. You get to do that. Um, <laughs> so that's one half of it. The That's separate from the failure thing. If rules are being broken, look at why and deal with that and be honest with yourself and honest with your partner about what is actually going on there. Feelings of failure. <laughs> I wish I had a magic answer for that because yeah. I don't deal with it nearly as much or as intensely as uh, many people and as I once did. But even now, I can be like, 
am I really that good of a submissive? Because I am doing nothing but pissing this man off right now. I mean, I'm not even that good of a wife today, let alone being a submissive. Um, feelings of failure, I think, come from a lot of different places. So one of the things I would say is, can you kind of get introspective and figure out where that's coming from? Is it your expectations or your partner's expectations? Mm -hmm. um, many submissives I know tend to set too high um, expectations for themselves. We expect perfection when our partner does not expect perfection. Um, so it's worthy of a conversation with your partner because you might be over here thinking you're a failure and your partner's like, look at them doing their damn best and I'm so proud of them. If your partner does not see it the way you do, the biggest, I had to mind fuck my way out of some issues that were not about failure, feeling like a failure, mm -hmm. but they were about other things. And the way I did that was to go, wait, if I, in this case for me, it was about how I look. I do not have much opinion on my appearance. It's fine. Um, you don't like to hear that, I know. <laughs> so you would, I would be like, oh, I'm this, I'm that. I'd say words I'm not allowed to say about myself that are in the negative. Mm -hmm. And what I did was I said to myself, wait, if JB says I'm beautiful, I'm sexy, I'm this, I'm that, and he's in charge and he's in control and he gets to decide because he's the decider. And I come back and go, no, you're wrong. I'm not, I'm these negative things I'm not allowed to say about myself. So I'm not trying to get myself in trouble in a live stream. Thanks y'all. <laughs> what I had to do was go, wait, when I say I'm not the things my daddy says I am, I'm calling him a liar. And my little subby heart went, <gasps> I can't call my daddy a liar. <laughs> so if your feelings of failure are are all in you and your partner's like, no, mm -hmm. you're doing it, you're doing fine. You know, there's some mistakes made. We gotta deal with them, but you're it's fine. If it works for you, I highly recommend that. Go, wait, if I call myself the opposite of the thing that my partner, my Dom, just called me, I've just called my Dom a liar. And if that makes you want to turn yourself inside out because that is an awful feeling, then use it. And then tell yourself, I'm not a failure. My Dom says I'm not a failure, right? If I call myself a failure, I've just called my Dom a liar. Now, if your Dom is calling you a failure and is part of the reason you're feeling bad about yourself, there's, got, there's some deeper issues mm -hmm. there because either your Dom does not know how to provide feedback <laughs> and provide guidance, and that is a skill that has to be learned, Oh, or their expectations are really, really high. Um, because another thing that comes to mind is how new are you? If you if we just started this yeah. a week ago, baby, you're not failing. No. You're making mistakes and hopefully you're gonna learn and grow from them. Right. And and that's that's the thing that, that ran through my mind. I mean, I, I really can't talk about the, the S side mm -hmm. too much other than to say, um, you know, if this is something that is is new to you, mm -hmm. even if the lifestyle is not new to you, the 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 big D that you're with, with if, if that is new, you know, we've talked about this, how every relation, every DS relationship is different than a previous one. Mm -hmm. Different people re interact in different ways. Mm -hmm. No different than a vanilla relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it is going to take time to get to know one another. What, 
the expectations are to to talk about what one wants, what the other needs, what the, what you don't want, and what you're capable of. Exactly, it's very easy so, to agree to do or be something, and then the reality is like, mm-hmm. fuck, this does not work for me. In in the beginning with her, I was very lenient with things because, you know, it was new to her. It was different. Yeah. From her previous DS relationship, it was just as she was different, different from the from the, from the one that I was in prior, and it was different from the rest of my life. By the time we got together in person, that's what I'm thinking of most clearly. I mean, I know there was a lot mm-hmm. when we were LDR, but in person, one we actually called a break to our transition from right. LDR to 24/7 DS for like two weeks because there was a lot. But when you were teaching me new things, like when you were teaching me how to make your coffee, you didn't expect me to get it right the first time. You didn't expect me no. to remember. And, like, you broke rules. If any of that was about your memory or having to remember to do a thing, hopefully your partner's maybe willing to do this. You might just have to talk to them if you haven't already. You were were willing for, like, the first at least week to remind me. Yeah. Because I hadn't formed the habit yet. Exactly. I was not part of my natural routine. I was having to shift everything while also shifting the rest of my life in that case. Mm -hmm. And so not only were you lenient with me, you helped me. The whole point was you wanted me to succeed. And so you were there guiding me along the way. That's another conversation to have. And if your dom is super new or has not had to do that in previous relationships, maybe it's just new to y'all and that person's head of the relationships. That's worthy of a conversation of, I need guidance. I need a little Thing. Help. I that's was, not a I was, I was not trying to set you up to fail. I mm-hmm. was trying to set you up to succeed. And that, and that, I personally, personal preference. People get to like what they like. Mm-hmm. I am much more impressed with a dom who views it that way. Who views it as yeah, there can be some fun on the ooh, you fucked up. Now, now we get some mm. punishment, play, whatever. Yeah. That's a form of play to me. If we're talking about a power exchange that we're trying to build that's part of our life and not just a fun kinky scene, you know, and we're trying Mm -hmm. to lift this, I am much more in tune with and impressed by a dominant who's like, I'm going to help you so you can be good at this. I'm not going to leave you floundering. Mm -hmm. The, The reality, though, is, is that submissives... Many of us go, I'm floundering, I'm drowning. Why would I tell my dominant this? And so then they don't even know we need help because we're not talking to them. We think we're supposed to like just get this mm-hmm. and it's submission makes me feel alive. Submission makes me feel whole. So shouldn't I just step into this and be perfect at it? No, the fuck you shouldn't. You're new. You're going to change habits. You're going to yeah. change thought patterns. You're going to change the way you do things. You're now probably thinking f- about another person in a way maybe you haven't had to do recently or ever. That's a, that's a lot. And if submissives go forth thinking they're supposed to be perfect at this from day one. Yeah, the obvious, that pedestal you just put yourself on when you fall, it's gonna feel like failure. But what you might might need is time and guidance and help. Right. And to me, a good dom is gonna provide it. Now, the way they provide it might be different than the way JB provides it. You're very hands-on. You're like, mm-hmm. let me take you by the hand. And here, here's the, the what was it, the French press, and here mm-hmm. is the coffee pot, and here is my, I mean, you are like really hands-on. Other people might not do it that way. Right. But the whole point is, is that hopefully they you will feel supported in that. And you are not failing because you need support. Yeah. Aren't we as submissives there to support our doms? Would we consider them failures because they need us, That because we're there supporting them? Of course we wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Why do we think it of ourselves? Good doms aren't going to think of it that way. They're going to be like, oh, okay, you need my help. That's what we're here for. Okay, let's go do the thing. And it's just a thing you do for your partner, not a moralistic 
thing of who's good and who's bad, who's perfect and who's not. Yeah. 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 I went I went on a rambly rant there. You did. I'm just double checking mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <gasps> Sorry, y'all. I lost my breath there. Okay. Making sure, making sure. Mm-hmm, Don't want to miss mm-hmm. anything. No, no, no. Especially since both Instagram and YouTube are not always very helpful about that. So. True. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, I'm looking. I think we're done. I think that okay. we're going to be. I'm just triple checking myself. All right. Go into a. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're good. Those are all the questions we got. Thank you, everybody, for your thank questions. Thank you. Thank you. We, um, two things. One, we try to, and I think this will carry on into 2022. We do Q&As every few months. I, I like schedules, so it's quarterly. Thanks. Um, if you mm-hmm. needed a time frame. But we also do these monthly uh, through our Patreon um, for our patrons and answer questions. And I, I've said this before. I will continue to say this. I'm pretty sure they get together privately and go, who's got a question that's going to make Kayla rant? Uh, I'm okay with it. It's very cleansing. So if you like this, we will do these again next yeah. year. And also you can join us on Patreon where we do them every month. Um so yeah, mm-hmm. that those were some really good questions. They were. Um, thank you for uh, everybody for asking them. Um, and so we can do a bonus section. Okay. What were words? I didn't know. So are we good? <laughs> this is way too chaotic, and I'm way too emotional to have an opinion on whether anything I've just done is good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Okay. Keep it kinky, kinky, y'all. We'll see you next week. (laughs) No, we won't. In two weeks. Three weeks. While you were I, writing? I know. See? You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You didn't. You didn't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let this question come through late because I really want to know your answer. Okay. Um, Angel asked in live chat. Um, <laughs> Angel said, I feel like this wouldn't actually happen with Kayla, and it wouldn't, because if I heard it, I would take care of shit myself. But right. I want to know your answer. But how do you confront another Dom uh, or Top if they were bashing your sub at an event or a party? So if somebody was bashing me, okay, go ahead, warn the world now what'll happen. I tell them they need to back down. They are not, you, you are not theirs to correct. So mild. Where's the, are you going to drop a motherfucker anywhere? Are you going to be like, what motherfucker? Like, come on, you're so mild mannered. I mean, that's very sweet and it's a wonderful thing about you. But I mean, are you going to be like in their face? I need you to be in their face. I need you to be intimidating. Like, just like casually, casually pull out like one of your wooden knives. Like, it's, you can't really hurt them with it, but you can make them think you work on it. Want to make a bet? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I need you to like. I need you to be not who you are just in this pretend scenario and pretend you're going to kick another person's ass or at least make them think you are. (laughs) 
Except if that happened in real life, I'd be like, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> I cannot afford to bail you out of jail. <laughs> They're going to kick us out. I would be like, I'm going to need you to calm down. I'm going to need you to calm down. He don't fucking matter. I'm going to need you to calm down. <laughs> I talk trash now, but I wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to handle it. Oh, God. I wouldn't be able to handle it. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, man. I would, in my fantasies, I would want you to be a violent badass. In reality, I know you're just a a calm badass, and that's what makes you badass, even though some dumbasses can't always tell, but that's their problem, not ours. But, like, in my fantasy, could you be ready to hurt somebody? Actually, you know what? Go, like, all Mad Max on them or something? Yeah, yeah. You know what? You know what the best... Best way to handle that would be, it would be like, oh, oh, okay, oh, you feel that way? Get me over and don't don't tell me what's happened. Just get me to start ranting about something that you know is a red flag about them, and then I'll tell them to their face that they're a motherfucker, and we're gonna kick that motherfucker to the curb, and you can go out on the motherfucking horse you came in on, and I'll just do, I'll take care of it, but you will have uh, orchestrated it, and so you continue to be the badass that you are. Without ever having to raise your voice or lift a finger. Yeah. Right, right. I have this all planned out. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> oh, goodness. So what is it you want to do now, baby girl? <laughs> Can I talk to the crickets, please? <laughs> I feel like I've been talking to them, but, you know, officially. You can talk to the crickets, girl. So here's the thing. If... If, and I don't know if I'm talking to people in the future and we're all time travelers or if I'm talking to people in the moment as the camera is rolling and the microphone is turned on and the internet is connected. But if this is your first time interacting with us in any way, shape, or form, I both apologize. (laughs) And I would love to say it's not usually like this, but that would be a lie because it is usually like this. We're just a little bit more calm and collective at other times. <laughs> Not only are we chaotic, we're like dangling at the edge of the end of our rope right now. That's where yeah. we're at. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so I am so sorry if somebody recommended us to you and they're, they were like, they're, they're you know, people who talk about power exchange. They're going to help you figure out your power exchange. And, you know, you'll be happier, healthier, something, something kingster when you're done. And all I've mm-hmm. done is scream, motherfucker. <laughs> 20 minutes. <sighs> Every time I tell myself, you know what? I want to be a kink educator and present myself as such. This happens. I think I just, I think I just need to, <laughs> to decide that this is what a kink educator looks like, too. I did put all my makeup on today. I even did glitter on my eyelids. Can't did, tell from did. like way the fuck back there, but you know, I did. I made an effort. I put a bra on. I made a real effort. A real bra. Like <laughs> like an actual bra. As opposed to those fake bras, you know. I put pants on. I'm very happy about that. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> I mean, I personally don't mind if you're not wearing pants. Yeah. Um, but you've gotten up in front of the camera multiple times. Today, so. I know, so it's kind of a good thing. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. want to get kicked off YouTube. Okay. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And uh, did I 
not think about what it would look like if I licked the cold salt <laughs> off of my Starbucks cup. Ooh. I, I did not think about the camera, really. Or I thought that it wouldn't look that bad. I was like, oh, I'm just licking the, the lid of the Starbucks cup. And then somebody pointed out <laughs> that I was licking the top of my Starbucks cup. And then I couldn't help myself because there's a lot of cold foam at the bottom of my cup. And um, I needed to get to that too. And I'm mm-hmm. trying not to slurp into the mic because that's, most people are like, no, thank you. Um, but this coffee is brought to us today by some very generous uh, Crickets of Ours listeners. Yes. And we appreciate that. Um, we've gotten a couple nice little goodies and surprises, both in our email and like snail mail. And it's always come at the time where we're like, oh my God, I totally needed that. Right, <laughs> thank you. Right. So... Our coffee cups runneth over, as I like to say. Um, so, hmm. yeah. The, look, in my defense, for anybody who had to watch that, and if you're a podcast listener, you're like, wait, what? Kayla was looking the lit. Yeah, I was. You should come to find this video. And <laughs> fast forward into, like, by an hour or so, you probably find it. But yeah. it was the pumpkin cold foam with the cinnamon on top. And because I drink out of a straw, and that's how I drink during um, podcasts when I have to record, I don't want to be like sloshing my coffee all over my face. I didn't get to taste my cold foam as I was drinking my cold brew. And it's delicious. It's why I got this one. And so I had to, I had to <laughs> partake. And I didn't want to wait till we were done. I was like, uh... <laughs> oh, did I? Okay. So if anybody's like, Tasha, just let me know that it, I did it while I was ranting. <laughs> it's completely oblivious. So if you're like, wait, where do, um, where, how do I go find where Kayla was licking the top of her coffee cup? Just go to the rant part. <laughs> Sorry. The cold phone. Right. Really, I love the pump. I did make one. I make a, a sugar-free pumpkin cold foam for the top of my coffee at home. I found like a TikTok or something that showed me how. And it was not bad, but it was not the same. So folks, it just goes to show she's a multitasker. She can rant and lick her cold foam at the same time. That just sounded dirty and I'm okay okay with that. Could I rant and suck something else at the same time? Well, I guess I could. Would I? Mm -hmm. Probably. Mm -hmm. Maybe what this needs to just be a rant channel, and I'll just rant. Yeah. No, I don't have that kind of anger in me. It's got to get yeah. pent up. I would get burnt out from yelling all the time. I mean, in all actuality, if someone started bashing you at, a, at an event, I would pity the poor fool. <laughs> I really is, would. I would pity the poor fool. I'm a serious trash talker, but my my attitude, at least this is how it's been online, is when somebody's got something negative to go to say about me or to think about me or whatever, I just kind of look at them and go, okay, <laughs> move on. Because <laughs> it don't fucking matter. I'm going to do what yeah. I do. And I know that for the things some people hate about me, other people like about me. And then that even doesn't matter because if I'm okay with it, this goes back to the very first question. Like, our, the thing I got most from our DS dynamic is I'm very comfortable in my skin. Mm-hmm. Are there some places where I struggle? Of course. <laughs> of course there are. <laughs> But I've just, more and more, I'm like, oh, you feel that way? Okay. Yeah. What's it do to me? Not a fucking thing. Okay. <laughs> and if you're, if you're going to be a person who would bash a partner to their partner, like a person, like in this case, sub to a dom, or it could go the other way, dom to a sub, 
to that person where they're around where other people could hear you maybe you already just proved you're not the brightest bulb in the box and hmm. i really don't care what you think because come on now come on yeah. come on so they're like you've already got an agenda and i don't trust anything you say anyway there you, go. there you go. Okay. Huh. I did uh, that rant. Did uh, make my throat hurt. My throat does I tell hurt. You, you sound your voice sounds a little hoarse I now. Know. Yeah. Well, I've been I've had a like a dry cough all day. Hmm. So let's see. It's bonus section time. Yeah. I'm tired of trash talking. Let's <laughs> actually talk about something. Since when? I actually because. I still have that voice in my head from my upbringing of don't write a check with your mouth that your ass can't cash, okay? (laughs) But uh, let's see. We went to the 12-year-old's first band concert last night. Yes. And we made his 16-year-old brother go with. I was like, your brother has gone to nearly everything you've ever done. You will go to this. And he did, and it was delightful. And Mm -hmm. we had a good time. Um. Yeah, it was, I didn't cry because I, I cried the first time the 16-year-old performed. I didn't cry for the 12-year-old, which I kind of feel bad about because it's like, oh, yeah, that's what happens when it's not the, the first time anymore. But I was very, very happy for him and to listen and to be there. Um, and that was fun. It was very fun. Mm-hmm. We also went to the Christmas parade on Saturday because both kids were in that parade. Yeah. And I'm not a fan of parades, but we went. It ended up being okay. It was nice. It was nice. Because yeah. it wasn't... The thing I've learned to not like about parades is actually the thing a lot of people love about them, which is my memory of parades is lots of candy gets thrown, lots of beads get thrown, lots of stuff gets thrown. And mm-hmm. then you watch both children and grown-ass adults scrabble on the ground to pick up things yeah. people throw at them. And the last time I went to a parade, that is what happened. And somebody pushed my child, my toddler child, out of the way for a piece of candy off of the ground and i went are you what are we doing here and i hadn't been to a parade since Mm -hmm. this parade they didn't get to throw shit yeah it was just a bunch of floats and and trucks and cars going by and and that's kind of my experience too especially in the tampa bay area Mm -hmm. um you know and and that also went along with all the um drinking oh yeah and there was no drinking here either at least not Um, where we were not where we were Sure, sure, sure okay but um, it, it was it was very nice. The the people around us were wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I w- I was really impressed. There was a big group of, uh, in front of us, uh, a lot of kids, and and the people around were you know even really good with the kids. They're like you know if you want to stand here, you know come over here with us and you can see better. And mm-hmm. you know the in, in the one group the, the the young boy didn't have a chair and. One of the people in the, in the group next to them offered him a chair to sit in. Yeah, he looked like he could. He was somebody's grandpa, and he was like, yeah. you know. You know, like um, it, it really was a, a, a nice, pleasant mm-hmm. experience. It was. The weather was good, so that was yep. helpful. Um, so, yeah, lots of family stuff the past few days. Mm-hmm. Finishing up Christmas gifts. Yes. Um, other than a few things for the kids, everything was handmade this year. Yeah. I was like, oh, the, the cricket paid for itself. <laughs> Just not in the way I thought it would. <laughs> right. See? Um, so that's like, check that off the list. Um, yeah. Um, anything else? 
Stuff we're not going to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no. Nah. We're not going to go there. Uh, um, the fur babies are doing good. Lola's snoring. Lola, Lola's, she was laying on the floor by us through most of the recording, and now she's back in her love seat, and her eyes are closed. Oh, she's hiccuping. Dreaming and snoring. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Ella and Onyx are both doing well. Um, those two are slowly more and more becoming partners in crime. Oh, yeah. It's fun to watch them play. They'll get the zoomies together, and they'll yeah. just race around the house after one another. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe Ella is teaching Onyx how to cat. Yes. Ella now sit will sit in everybody in the household. All four of us will come and sit in our lap from time to time. Right. Onyx does not even have... Did, did not until recently even have a concept of sitting in a human's lap. Right. Except how many times has she sat in your lap now? Twice. Mm-hmm. Twice. Both, not the rest of us, though. Not, yeah. Both times at my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, but she has come and um, very hesitantly, kind of tentatively, mm-hmm. um, but she's done it and I, she's kind of figuring out, oh, I can get pets and loving this way. Right. And, and yeah, it's happened twice now, and I'm kind of, yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Ella's kind of teaching her to cat a little bit. Now, if Onyx could just teach Ella how to actually do her business properly in a litter box, life would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yep. Yeah, so everything's <laughs> just... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we're also trying to hold back a little bit because the Friday night live stream yeah. is basically like a gigantic bonus section mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um again will it be potato chips or will it be booze it cannot be both booze and potato chips no not if i'm gonna be on a skype call the next morning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, we have to pick one or right the other. one or the other <laughs> so so yeah um that's about it i feel like there were things i was gonna say and i've now forgotten mm-hmm I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll come to me yeah. and that'll be Friday evenings. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whatever. So, I mean, it's it's just been life. We've, you know, been doing stuff. Um, things with the shop have kept me busy, which I'm, I'm thankful for. Mm-hmm. Um, my intention, two weeks that we're taking from from this, um, I intend to take a break from the shop as well. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of. Sort of. Uh, there's there's things I, I do intend to do in the shop um, mm-hmm. as, as I've been, uh, you know, shifting more to the things that I've been doing. Um, I realize that um, there are things I can do in organizing and, and, and setting certain things up that would make me mo- more... Um, not not just productive, but also efficient, efficient and easier working in the shop. So I, I'm going to do some of those things over break to to kind of change change things up. So is it possible that my nagging for the past 14 months on your process and efficiency and how are you doing things has finally um... shut the fuck up? <laughs> Oh, so you're doing this to get me to shut the fuck up. Okay. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. As long as it worked. As long as as long as we reached the correct end goal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we were asked in live chat if we've gotten a lot of orders for the shop. Uh, kinkery, the kinkery.com if you are new here. We, you have your own shop, and I mm-hmm. just market the fuck out of it. Um, we are 
definitely beat last year where we've had yeah. a good couple good holiday season for sure for mm-hmm. sure we've already got plans for 2022 um that it's funny i don't have time to implement anything right now no but i'm also already thinking about them mm-hmm. but also i'm like but really you should probably like slow your roll you do not need to work on them intensely over the break you're supposed to be taking exactly the break is supposed to prevent burnout like mm-hmm. so what are you mm-hmm. doing um, but yeah, we've already got tons of plans for next year too. New products, new ways of doing stuff. It's very exciting. Right. Same with loving BDSM in January is our membership drive and I'm already mapping out how that's gonna, how that's gonna go. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it's been, mm. it's been a good year for the shop. Yeah. Summer it, was rough, it, but the summer was always rough. Um, I, I've been very grateful to everybody that, that has helped support the Kinkery. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, one and all. It, it, it's been amazing, mm-hmm. and and I'm very grateful to y'all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. So, but yeah, it, when you see that it, people actually like like what you do, because this mm-hmm. one next to me is like, oh, nobody's gonna like this, and I'm like, we've sold out of that thing five times. Mm-hmm. Somebody likes it. Um, then it's easier to get ideas to try new stuff, and we've got so many good ideas. I can't wait to try yeah. them. So yeah, it's been mm-hmm. it's been a good year. And then we've said this several times. We'll say it again. Um, it's thanks to y'all listening and watching just in general. And then a subcategory of that are our patrons over on Patreon. When shit hit the fan this summer for us, um, th- this is what kept us going. Like on a bad day, on a day when I really just wanted to like hide under the covers i was like no i'm glad i'm doing a live stream today and then when it's like oh my god we have to pay a mortgage and then people would join our patreon and it was like mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah yeah this is how we'll be able to do this yeah. as long you know we've got to keep doing our part like hopefully offering value and help and fun and rants apparently uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so mm-hmm for all that 2021 can go fuck itself at this point uh yeah, we're grateful to yeah, y'all. We are. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you know, one one big thing that happened this week, good thing, mm-hmm. um, yesterday, we got our car back. We did! How did I forget that? Our, we, we got our car back from the body shop. Yes, and I am, for all that we had to pay a very large deductible, um, that we knew about, it's fine, it was not mm-hmm. a surprise. Uh, for all that, that is very stressful. I was like, oh, the car is back. The car is back. Yeah. <laughs> It uh, The car is a 2012, and I've had it since 2012. And this is a Florida Sun, and even though it's white, even white paint fades and yeah. dulls. And the guy at the body shop, the front end, it looks beautiful. It, look, it looks brand new, because mm-hmm. it is. Um, and he was like, look, I did my best to match the paint, but I can't match 10 years of Florida Sun. And I right. went, it's, it's okay. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. okay. Thank you for the new radiator as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just glad we have our car back. Yeah. So So. um, we we went and picked it up yesterday afternoon. Um, I drove it home. I wanted to make sure, you know, everything rode well and and what it did. Um, They did a fantastic job with the car. Uh, Just just amazing what they did. They were very nice. Yeah. So that, that yep. was, it was nice to then get to like have to deal with them. There were mm-hmm. lots of phone calls and I was getting stressed out, but they yeah. were pleasant when, mm-hmm. when I could get somebody on the phone. And the 16-year-old is so happy. So happy. Yeah. Uh, first day of having the car back, because he's been driving your vehicle while we had the rental. And right. And we had a, like a three or four day 
face window didn't there, have yeah. anything. So he wasn't driving anything. So it's not like he hasn't driven since the accident. He has. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's he's more careful than he once was, thankfully. Um, but it's first day with the car, he's already got plans. So, of course, he took himself to school, came home in the middle of the day because he didn't have a class. He's going back. He's bringing his girlfriend home over this after, after school. Then they're going. He's got a performance tonight for a volunteer thing he's been doing. They're going to go get dinner. Then they're going to go to the performance. And he's going to take her home. And I was like, so you're just going to put all the miles on the car in the one day that you've had it back. And he's yeah. Like, yes. Pretty yes, much. I am. I'm going to go drive, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm, I get it. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I think we mentioned this, but it's been two months since that accident. Literally to this day, it was October 15th. Today ah. December 15th. Um, he had asked you after the accident, uh-oh, are there going to be consequences? Which, <laughs> that's punishment, you know. Yeah. And uh, you said, and we both agreed, that no, um, no we you're going to feel the natural consequences of having yeah. an accident that I mean, wrecks we, your car. We, we, there is nothing we can do that you know you are going to realize consequences far beyond anything that we can we, implement and the things we imposed were not consequences because he got in trouble for getting into the accident it was consequences because we're down to one vehicle yep. for a while we were down to just the one it's our only vehicle you are the least experienced driver so you do not get to drive this vehicle for right now until we have it like until we got the rental Mm -hmm. and he got it and he understood why we made that decision he really didn't like it Uh, and then we rented we got the rental um through our insurance and so he was allowed to drive your vehicle Mm -hmm. but even that was only allowed to drive it in certain circumstances and with like a lot of he had to ask permission if he wanted to do anything other than do a school thing and sometimes we said no and so, yeah, he could drive, but he didn't have the same level of freedom that he gets when he's driving the car. And right. it's not like he can just go anywhere and do whatever. He has to talk to us. So we get to veto whatever. But it's like, this is the car you drive. Go forth, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And he's just so excited. Yeah. So excited. Yeah. So I'm just really, really hoping he really learned some hard lessons. Yeah. That. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got the car back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two months of that particular saga is yeah. now done. So. Yeah. I think that's a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We usually make this last uh, podcast stream of a year a long one because mm-hmm. we know we're not going to talk to y'all for a couple well, weeks. we still have Friday night coming I up. I know. I know. But it's <laughs> still not quite the same. Oh, okay. So. We are going to go. Yep. Thank y'all for being here to the bitter, bitter thanks end. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for questions, if you ask mm-hmm. them. Um, thanks All very for good questions. Very good questions, yeah. yeah. A nice variety of yeah. things, too. Um, and, yeah, that's it for us. And hopefully we'll see you Friday night at our live stream hangout thingy virtual munch. Whatever we're going to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. All so right. we're going to go. Uh, we will talk to you later. Bye. Bye.